0: Radio MD. Radio MD.com. It's health delivered daily. Melanie Coles, Health Radio. You know, we've got a, an obesity epidemic in this country, and there's diet fads and trends and things and millions of different diets out there. But how do you know if what you suffer from is food addiction? And how do you deal with that? My guest is Dr. Joe Luciani. He's been a practicing practicing clinical psychologist for more than 35 years. Welcome to the show, Dr. Luciani. So we have to eat. We're an overweight nation. I'm an exercise physiologist. It's what I do every day is deal with people and dieting. And I have heard from some people, oh, I'm addicted to sugar or I'm addicted to this. And food addicts, overeaters anonymous and things. Is this a real thing?
1: Well, it certainly is. And I think that uh, when we think about food, we oftentimes think euphemistically that, oh, I'm a chocoholic or something like that. But we're not, we're not really serious because, in a sense, it, it's hard to comprehend that food and, uh, you know, the fast food and the junk food and the snack food that it can actually be toxic for us. And, you know, I think one way to look at it is to look back in evolutionary times when, you know, Fred and Wilma Flintstone were walking around, an apple or a berry, you know, this this produced a certain amount of dopamine. And this is what our bodies were geared to handle. Today we have scientifically engineered uh, just products that come out and just flood our brains with dopamine, feel-good, pleasure, uh, pleasure centers just light up. So we're really introducing highly palatable foods that really – put us at a grave disadvantage. We start to use food to feel better rather than to fuel our bodies.
0: So true. So many people, they call it comfort food, right? So many people just look to this comfort food. So we have to eat. We have to fuel our bodies. We don't want to use filler. We want to eat food because it's it's a wonderful thing. How do you, if you're somebody that is subject to binge eating and all of these things, how do you start to take charge of this?
1: Well, perhaps the very first thing you can do is to realize the toxicity for you of certain foods. Now, certainly, you know, you hear it all the time, well, you have to eat, right? And the answer is yes, but... Yes, you do have to eat, but you don't have to eat destructive foods or foods that are scientifically engineered to give you that jolt of sugar or fat or carbohydrate or just, you know, uh, these chemicals that really put you at a disadvantage. Comfort food comforts. Uh, it, it is a something that we can easily become dependent on, whether it 's anxiety or, or depression. Once we start looking to food for that comfort it's going to become ritualistic it's going to become a habit, and we're going to be training ourselves to be using those foods to really handle life. So we do become dependent on certain foods, clearly, not everyone or nor, nor would anyone become addicted to broccoli or romaine lettuce. So we are talking about those foods that really do give us that one-two punch. It feels good. We want to feel good. And, again, we're using food to feel good. We're feeding our mind. We're not really feeding our body. We're after looking to feel good. So awareness of that, of the critical component that food can be very toxic, certain foods, that's the first step is just developing critical awareness.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so then what do you do next? What can you, after you've got that critical awareness, after you've realized that this is, you know, as it is, as, as they say with alcoholics, realizing that there is an issue, a problem, how do you discern between what you do need to take in and and whatever else life is throwing at you in the media and everything?
1: Yeah, the, the, the thing is that once, once you become aware, of course, that doesn't eliminate the struggle. Um, there is this period which I call the period of ambivalence, and that's usually triggered by what I call mind-tasting. Now, mind-tasting is very important because prior to binging or going for that toxic food, we actually begin to either taste it in our mind. We might see a picture, smell an aroma like Cinnabon. And what happens is that we start to actually physiologically taste that food. Our body changes Uh, We have saliva increases, gastric acid, insulin, blood sugar. So when we start to taste something in our mind, we're already starting the process. Now, the ambivalence begins when you have intentions to not eat destructively or to lose weight. So now you're in a push-me-pull-you struggle. So what happens with mind tasting is that if you let it linger, if you're not ready to start nipping it in the bud and realize that you're getting yourself involved in a pleasure kind of loop, uh, then you're going to capitulate eventually. So awareness is the first step. The next step is to become aware of mind-tasting and to start recognizing that something needs to be done actively, not passively. So it, we, we are somewhat conscious of the process of becoming hungry and pursuing food, but not conscious enough. So we need to realize the habits and the destructive tendencies we have, and we do need to become proactive uh, we need to motivate ourselves. We need to realize that self-discipline can be a muscle that we teach ourselves how to become more fortified with. You know, it's not—you're not born with self-discipline. You you develop it. But unfortunately, with food over time and with habits, we've become weakened, and that muscle has atrophied. So it really is important to start building self-discipline one step at a time, one thought at a time. But food as an addictive substance. Think of it as a continuum. You know, there's certainly addiction, and we know there's tolerance involved with certain foods, but it goes along a continuum. You may be just driven by compulsions or urges, and you might be somewhere in the middle of that continuum. But these things can progress, and they can become full-blown addictions, just like the cigarette smoker who starts with one cigarette. and Before you know it, it's two packs a day. The same with highly palatable foods.
0: Wow. And, you know, it it is... Very easy, very easy to slip in. Is it really a very hard thing to change? Because we look, you're a clinical psychologist. Is this a long-term thing? Is it something that now you're going to have to really concentrate on for the rest of your life?
1: It is important to realize that we avoid pain and that we seek pleasure. There is discomfort involved whenever we change our habits, whatever those habits are. If you are going to maintain a child perspective, then, of course, you're going to bulk at the notion that you're going to go through a period of discomfort. But the adult in us needs to realize that there's a payoff. If we if we tolerate the discomfort and we go the distance, I call it habit reformation. Once those old habits are replaced with more productive, intentional, positive habits, at that point the, the discomfort uh, really dissipates and we can look forward to a life of just really uh, just innocuous feelings about those toxic foods. I, For health reasons, I started to become a vegan because of heart health issues. It took me a while, but I could absolutely say to you today that I have absolutely no cravings or urges or compulsions. They went away over time. That happens. So we really need to have an optimistic attitude for what's down the road.
0: I agree completely. I think that as you sort of train your body and train your mindset to be able to not crave those things. And it certainly is something so important for dieters just in general and tell people, give people your best advice here in just the last, we've got about 45 seconds and where they can find out more about you, Dr. Luciani.
1: Well, let me, let me just say the, the most important takeaway from this discussion is that it will always be, if you're wanting to lose weight or maintain weight loss, it will always be a matter of mind over mouth. There's no shortcuts. There's no magic diet. There's no magic bullet. Stop being fooled by slick advertising. And if anyone's interested in Thin From Within, uh, they could reach me at my website. It's at www.selfcoaching.net
0: selfcoaching.net and it's such good advice really and something that we all have to look at we do have this obesity epidemic in this country and, and we, we want to be able to take charge of it right so this is what it's all about and that's what we're trying to do here at Radio MD that is what we are doing we're talking to you about all of these things and bringing on the best experts in their field to help you make these good decisions and good choices this is Melanie Cole thanks so much for listening and stay well